0: to the city baby when you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making double up on facts we in podcast cruise control city state the nation so what you saying what we saying prime information facts keys to the city we're locking the statements
1: streaming every friday
0: And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. We are going to get into the New York Giants. We will also be talking about the conference championship weekend as it was another, thank you, football gods, for another classic weekend in the NFL. We'll talk about Stafford. Was he the ultimate missing piece? Looks like that could be a true statement now. And Joe Burrows. Should we really be surprised by his play in this postseason and just in general throughout his short little rise to superstardom? But let's start off with talking about the rise of superstardom. Today, we started earlier on Sunday when we were talking about the games that the breaking news was Tom Brady did come out and retire. But we were on kind of pause for that moment to see what we wanted to actually hear. Him come out and say, as Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter reported, and they got kind of ripped apart by the the Twitter fanatics out there and all those people saying, oh, too soon to judge. Well, it is official now, ladies and gentlemen. The GOAT, the greatest of all time in the NFL, has officially called it quits after 22 years. And boy, oh, boy, it is unbelievable to think now. I just posted something not too long ago to see – that this era, that, that, that me personally as a football fan feels like an older fan now. Because you think about the quarterbacks that have retired the past two years. Eli, Big Ben this year, Phillip last year. We talked about it earlier on Sunday. But now you really put it into perspective like, damn, like I'm getting older as, as we speak. And it's fascinating to see that we went through one of the greater, greater errors of quarterback play. In the history of the NFL and one of the big reasons was because of Tom Brady. So I want to ask this question to you Joe. When we think of sports greats we think of when I think of the Mount Rushmore sports we think of a handful we think of guys like Michael Jordan, Tom Brady comes to mind, Wayne Gretzky, Babe Ruth, just like guys like that. But Joe I want to ask you. What is Brady's legacy? Not just the NFL, because we already know what his legacy is in the NFL. He, he'll he go down as the greatest of all time to some. Some my other players may say, you know, Jerry Rice or Jim Brown or Lawrence Taylor. But most people would say that Tom Brady will go down as the greatest of all time. But what is his legacy in sports to you, Joe?
1: I, I, I don't think that there's any question who the best player is of all time. I, I don't know that anybody could really make a really valid argument. And the fact that he left Belichick to go out and just make sure everybody knew uh, he didn't need that to get himself a championship. Uh, this guy transcends sports. He was the maybe the best thing that's ever happened to football. More women are into football than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that him and Giselle Bundchen and their involvement in this, in this league just made this sport even more appealing to people. And the fact that he was a winner and that a Victoria's secret supermodel would want to be with a football player. I think that's every football uh, fan's dream is that Mm -hmm. that would be the life that you would have. And I, and I think most of all, he's been a great teammate. He's been a, he's been such a coachable guy, whatever happened in new England, whatever that might've been like worked out really well. And again i think at the end of the day you look at all of his accomplishments you look at all the numbers all the records this guy sets the fact that let's be honest uh, it was funny last week uh, when when the story first came up teddy was shocked that brady was retiring we were shocked that a 45 year old guy was was going to retire from professional sports that's that's mind blowing that a, that a guy that age, and again, right, Teddy, we talked about it, he's probably better now than when he was 26.
2: Well, they had just, so, I was just reading the stats before. They said in the last eight seasons, since he was 37, we have three Super Bowls, 35,000 yards passing, 240 no, plus touch 69 touchdowns
0: compared to 65, 65
2: six. pay. I, I was thinking about why you were saying this. Um, legacy in sports, he'll go down as one of the greatest winners of all time. All right, he'll be putting that Jordan, Derek Jeter, Bill Russell, um, aura of different players where you can say, okay, he's not just the greatest football player, he's one of the greatest sports athletes of all time. So, you know, I was up real early this morning. I was watching a bunch of shows and then I saw when it came by. I'll just give you an example. Like, so Jeff Saturday from the Colts, he goes, I know I'm going to get a little hate put for it, but he's like, when I think about football players, I think about the whole football. He actually had LT as like the number one. Um and Steve A Smith and someone else had like Jim Brown, because because he said now and now Jeff Saturday said listen he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but when you talk overall football, I still say LT LT to me. Well, I mean I I know it's biased. I mean athleticism, what he did, he he changed the game. He made the left tackle maybe the most important position in football up until now, where I think it's definitely the quarterback. But LT changed their game. I mean, the blocking schemes, everything that he did, transformed the edge pass rusher. And how valuable it is to have an. Edge the athletes, now. like he did, and then you could add Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice's legacy as a receiver: dominant, consistency, longevity. You know, Jim Brown didn't have the longevity, but that's the also so, thing. So, and I will, and I was going to get to this, and then I know you want to do more, and I want to speak more on the legacy. But I'll say this: what I think really transformed Tom Brady's legacy to all the fans now was the past two seasons of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I think when you think about Tom Brady in New England, you just think business like Joe. You know what I mean? Bring your toolbox or a briefcase to work, black and white suit, black tie, clean cut. I'm just here to work. There's nothing else. There's no social media. There's no I don't do podcasts. When you ask me the questions like, oh, we're just on to the next week, it's very Belichickian, all right, very disciplined, black and white. There's no gray. There's no I get drunk on the boat, you know, carry me into the thing. There's no – any extra stuff that you saw, you know, what I mean, I'm thinking if Tom, Tom Brady's legacy in general, great, one of the greatest winners of all time. All right, greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, his numbers speak for himself. His longevity. Joe, you are correct on this. When he did, when the retirement stuff came out Saturday, and he was like, he's 44, he'll be 45. He did say he wanted to play to 45. But you think about this. Think about how his career started, how it ended. Right, 199th pick, fourth quarterback. Well, Drew so I said on Saturday, gets hurt, becomes a starting quarterback. History goes on. We know what this history is. I don't need to explain it. If you don't know, go check out him on Wikipedia. There's about a million, zillion things, stories you can read on him. But you think about how his, how his career ended. Yeah, I know it didn't end with a Super Bowl ring walking off the field, but he leaves the Patriots, goes to a team that's really not a model of consistency and winning, takes a team that had no really preseason, all the brand new players, new coach, leads them to the Super Bowl in the hometown, in the home stadium, wins it, beats the Chiefs team the homes, which is, was building on a dynasty, then comes back the year later, and about a week or two, he could be the MVP. 5,400 yards passing, 45 touchdowns. And the last thing you'll remember is he led his team to a 27-3 comeback in the playoffs and his last pass ever as a football player is a touchdown pass, if you remember.
0: Yeah, Mike Evans. To Mike Evans.
2: So that's his last le- – I mean, you just think about – like, think about Jeter. Jeter didn't go to the playoffs. Didn't walk off as a winner. Oh. But his last legacy, Jeter's ending, is a walk-off single opposite to right
0: field for a game against the Baltimore Royals. And that's the thing that we talk about with Brady is – the longevity in the NFL i mean to do consistency. To, the consistency to continue to play at such not just a, an average level as he gotten older to play at to excel to the best still being one of the top 2 or 3 quarterbacks at his and throughout the league by his peers to get voted by as possibly mvp this year is remarkable to see that he's 45 and he was still taking the lead. Well, forty-four. He won't be forty-five till summer. Fair enough. <laughs> well, forty-four. Still to to take the lead by storm in year twenty-two. A uh, year twenty-two. He retires year twenty-twenty-two. In twenty-two 20, seasons. In his twenty-two. twenty-second uh, year, it is remarkable, and it, it's quite fascinating because. You got to think about it. when Jordan retired. He, he was with the he was with the Wizards. It wasn't really. You don't remember Michael Jordan with the Wizards. You don't remember Colin kind of like Howard even said. You don't remember Joe Namath with the um the Rams, or you don't remember Montana with the Chiefs. Really, still playing you, at a high level. He was, you you remember Brady with the Patriots, but you also remember with the Bucs because he won a damn Super Bowl. He still was winning at the top of his level, and like Ted just said, there there may be uh, – um. A turnover away from possibly being in the Super, being in at least the conference championship game. We don't know what the what happens if Antoine Winfield doesn't give up the big play to Cooper Cup. We don't know. We could be talking about Tampa in the Super Bowl for a repeat, and that's just amazing. That's another stat. There hasn't been a repeat champion in the NFL since the New England Patriots 2003-2004 season, led by Tom Brady. And if you want to talk about why he could be, why he's considered one of the greatest of all time, you want to talk about stats. Just go look up his stats. Every major record as a quarterback belongs to Tom Brady. Can I
2: add something to that before Joe finishes it off? I think when we talk about Lanky, see, I feel like all we ever do is talk about stats and things. I, just I wish mean, he's got to pack I, I just, it up. I just wish that, like, for one day I was able to see him at practice or in the locker room. Because everything you talk about it, but they were saying before, they had Ty Wall on this morning, first take. And he was talking about, he goes, listen, guys come in and out of the league all the time on the locker rooms. He's like, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know heck half the guys on the team. Like, he's like, I don't know the names. He's like, Tom Brady knew every single player on the team, knew about his family, knew about things. Like, to be actually interested and be not just, hey, I'm Tom Brady. I'm the greatest player of all time. I don't really need to come up to you and say anything. To be able to know your players and be part of, like, literally family-like. You know what I mean? Like, you just and the work ethic, the, the the grind, everything that he had accomplished, more so outside of football, is 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 um it's remarkable. I will say this, I was thinking about this before. How I wanted to say this before and I didn't start off. I want to say after 22 seasons, the I don't want to say disrespect or hate, the dislike and that I had for Tom Brady, maybe it's because he played in New England, maybe it was the way he played and I don't like Tom Brady. Now listen, a lot of people dislike. Uh, Greatness. We talked about this with a lot of other things, with a lot of other people. People do not like greatness in the country. It's like anytime someone's great for more than a season or two, it's like, well, got to hate on them. The the, the change in my whole philosophy and thought of who Tom Brady is and what he is as a player dramatically changed when he went to uh, to Tampa. Now, maybe it's because I'm a giant, the New York-Boston thing, maybe that's the partial reason. Maybe if he was playing for someone else and he was dominated, I'd have a different thought process. But just – the change I have in Tom Brady as a person and as a player, personally for myself, I mean, it's it's transformed. I really did not like the guy. I respected him, but I didn't like him. And then now I'm like, oh, this year I'm like, kind of, it was a kind of ruin for him. I'm like, I kind of want to keep seeing Brady win. I just, I don't know. It was something that I changed. I know a lot of people probably don't want to see that. But hey, listen—that's what makes sports great, and uh, it's something that we'll continually talk about. And I'm just happy that I was—I'm old enough to be able to see. For me personally, I think I'm the most blessed guy to be able to see, like LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. For me, those are like the greatest oh, athletes I've see, ever you seen. See, you know, athletes. we talk Baseball about players. we talk about Babe Ruth, we talk about Tim Williams. They're just like they're on a eight eight track where you see on highlights on YouTube and and you read about. them. You never seen them play. You don't know what greatness is. To be able to not have to watch YouTube highlights of Tom Brady to know that's what greatness is and to see it personally and see what he did speaks volumes.
0: So, I'll finish it off.
1: All right, a couple thoughts here. Number one, the way you feel about Tom Brady is the way I now feel about Justin Timberlake as well. Early on, just hated the guy. Now I'm like, you know what? He's all right.
0: Justin Timberlake. I like how in this.
1: (laughs) You also, you also, well, just again, somebody who's got great success and is really talented, and it's easy to hate on those people. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it really is. And then as the guy grows older, you're like, oh, you know what? He's all right. You also brought up Derek Jeter, and it's interesting. The Yankee dynasty ended in 2000, and Brady picked it up the next year and then ran with that. You know, basically uh, quadrupled the Yankees dynasty by taking it 20 years. Uh, Awesome Brady. But yeah, you know, again, I think this guy absolutely transcends the sport now. And, you know, it's silly to say somebody put football on the map, but I really do think for. Everybody on the planet. I mean, if you know what football is, you've probably heard of Tom Brady. And I think that's going to be the legacy. uh, Just like, again, like with, with Jeter and the Yankees, if you're aware of baseball, you know who Derek Jeter is. You might not know a rod, you know, you, you probably don't know Aaron Rodgers. you know, unless you're in the politics. So again, I think some guys just transcend the sport. I think he is. And I, and, and I'll tell you too, Teddy, as someone who got to watch Joe Montana and watch Michael Jordan in in their best moments, in their primes, when when the winning was so good, mm-hmm. to have seen this guy, he's better. Uh, to me, it's it, it's it's hands down. And unfortunately for LeBron, a close second to Jordan. So that's cool too.
2: Yeah, to consider Tom Brady never played with a Jerry Rice or and he made all those average players of like an Edelman, like a. Wes Welker, David Patton, uh, I mean, I can go on and on and name guys, but to think about all the players that he made great, he did. So, he made them better and made them Hall of Famers because
0: that's what happens. That's what great players do. They uplift their teammates, and he did that to the fullest. So to close out this, when I think of these four major sports, when you think of Goats, Mount Rushmore, basketball for me, it would be – you come to mind Jordan – and Babe Ruth would be for baseball to me, hockey's Gretzky. And then for football, if you're not putting Tom Brady in that, he's got to be at least in the discussion. And how he closed out his his little Instagram post, his retirement, this is what he was ultimately. I'm not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. That's what Tom Brady was. Yes, he was a family man, but he was a competitor, and he was a damn good competitor for 22 freaking years in the NFL. So as we say to the GOAT, good luck with your future. Hasta la vista, and good luck to your future endeavors because the NFL will be in good hands because the new era of quarterbacks is taking over and it's going to be a hell of a ride soon. We're going to talk about one of those quarterbacks in a few moments, but you're just talking about talent, a guy that can win all the time. Well, there's a guy that performed on Sunday that had always the talent for about 11 plus years, but he was at a terrible, terrible franchise in the Detroit Lions. But now we can finally say, that Matthew Stafford is going to a Super Bowl, and the big question that we were surrounding ourselves around this entire season, like us and everybody else in this type of field, where they would be, we were just wondering, what are we gonna get? It was one of the heated, one of the heated debates of the year, with between you and Joe, was Matthew Stafford, if he was going to be the missing piece for the L.A. Rams. And Ted, since you were so high on Matthew Stafford coming into this season, well, did he become? Pretty much clear that Matthew Stafford was the missing piece for the LA Rams. He'll be the he'll be the clear answer in two weeks if he
2: wins. If he loses, he'll be a, another Jared Goff who got them there but couldn't overcome it. The, the, listen, yeah, yeah, he Jared Goff got them to a Super Bowl. So let's stop forgetting that Jared Goff got them to a Super Bowl. Okay, you could say Sean McVay carried. Well, he, was, he had an incredible year that year. He did have a great year, but just now flip the quarterbacks this year. Jared Goff wasn't able to make Detroit competitive. He, was, he lost his job. He got called out by his teammates and coach. Matthew Stafford never had that problem in Detroit. They never had a running game. Their best running back they had in his entire career was a one-year Reggie Bush had 1,000 yards. Yes, he had one of the best receivers in all of Calvin Johnson, but he left early because he just couldn't take the beating and losing anymore. Never had a solid offense line. When's the last time he had a solid coach? When's the last time he had a solid offensive line? When's the last time they had a top-10 defense? All right? We talk about quarterbacks and where they go. If Tom Brady doesn't play for the Patriots, does he win seven Super Bowls? Probably not. You know, we talk about it. Oh, well, what if this guy went this way? Listen, where you go and who you get, who you play with makes a big difference of how successful you are. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Tom Brady played for the best coach and one of the best defenses during his early years, and then when he finally was able to take the reins and got his license and got off his permit, he took the, F, the Ferrari and took it for a ride and never came back and just – Left everyone in the dust. Matthew Stafford was trying to compete with people when he was driving an old, rundown car. He didn't have the pieces. He's got the best team he could possibly ever have. He's got weapons. He's got the coach. He's got an awesome defense. He's been part of the. He's been the main factor why they're in the Super Bowl. They were down against in other games this season. He's led them back. He's had 34 comeback victories since he's been in the league, more than any quarterback. In the now people say, "Oh, that's because they were losing." Yeah, because they stunk. And he had to come back 34 times because their team was god-awful, All right? He's playing with a winning franchise. He's going to have an opportunity in two weeks to prove himself. They were down in double digits when the crowd was against them, against the division rival, and they were the reason why they won the conference championship game. He played – he didn't play great, but he played well enough for them to win. Yes, picks, that pick, if that guy makes a pick, maybe there's a different game. Hey, if Sante Samuel has the pick against Eli Manning, Giants – Don't win that Super Bowl and the Patriots go undefeated. So what ifs have always happened in the sports. There's opportunities to be made. They didn't miss. He capitalized. He played well enough. He beat Brady when Brady came all the way back. And you know what he did? First down, he gets sacked. Second down, hits cup on the outside. Third, next play, first down, hits cup for the thing. They kick a game-winning field goal. That's because of Matthew Stafford. He has been the difference maker. That's why you trade the pieces you did. He has been the reason why they are in this position, because I think if Jared Goff was still the quarterback, they would not be in this game today.
0: Joe?
1: I think it's a tough spot for Matthew Stafford to be in, because like Teddy said, if he loses the game, people like me are going to be like, ah, Jared Goff could have done the same thing. What are you kidding me? Matthew Stafford's not great so unfortunately for Matthew Stafford he's got to go and win this thing in order to make it clear that he was the missing piece I mean let's be honest we all know it's become quite obvious and and listen the the acquisition of, of Odell Beckham and you know coinciding with the loss of Robert Woods that couldn't have worked out any better that would have been a real problem for that team I feel like if if you wouldn't have been able to replace Robert Woods with somebody who's way better than Robert Woods uh, it's, it's kind of hard to do that midseason so yeah I, I, it's a tough spot to be in I think anybody who understands football uh, understands that Matthew Stafford was the right guy and that Matthew Stafford in this situation was going to thrive and be great but I think that's unfortunately still going to be there, that lingering thing of if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, then should have just stayed with golf.
0: No, you're you're 100% right, because that's all we've been hearing. Goff was always the right reason for the Rams to never get to that next step. And Stafford has gotten to them in that position. But so as Ted said, so did Jared Goff. And the year that Jared Goff got, it was his best year. He had an incredible season. I I probably was a top five in MVP candidacy that year. He He was unbelievable. But to see what Stafford has done in back-to-back weeks, to think about the throws he's made, to come back down 17-7, to to a team that's been taking control of this rivalry the past six games, you really felt like, oh, boy, looks like Matthew Stafford and the Rams are going to fall just a little bit short and just continue that kryptonite of the L.A. Rams, which is the 49ers. But Stafford delivered. Stafford made the plays. And that's why – they 60 minutes away. Joe, from you, a Super
2: Bowl. Joe, are you surprised, similar to Tom Brady, that Matthew Stafford has come in and performed as well as he has in the first season? Considering no, that, I, all, I, I, got I, I Then you could go. Considering the beginning of the season, before he starts the season, he loses his best runabout, right? Cam yeah. Akers is for the yeah. season, right? They've had multiple injuries on the team. Yeah. They've had a, some dysfunction. They've had some, you know, things go on. And then there's also pressure. When you sign a guy like Odell Beckham, when you sign a guy like Von Miller, there's an additional pressure put on you as a quarterback to. Exceed expectations because if you think about it, that three game stretch on the season, pick sixes didn't perform well, didn't look like the guy. It's like, oh boy, is this Matthew Stafford from Detroit, or is this Matthew Stafford that we thought you know going to get us to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm.
1: Sanders Sanchez just commented, and he's exactly right when you took away the Rams' running game in the Jared Goff era, it was a problem. Yes. That, yes. that was the way I mean, you were going to be able to beat this team. Gurley like, was the it number
0: it, one guy. Right, it, was no, it, it wasn't that. It was because I don't think people didn't have the respect for golf that they do for Stafford, where Stafford, right. you don't you don't buy it. You don't take golf serious enough. You're like, oh, let's just take the running again, game away, and they got to beat us because Stafford Goff. can make every throw. Is Jared golf really going to beat us? No. But Stafford, you're like, oh, maybe. You have that. You're still thinking. That, the there, of your yeah,
1: to me, that really is the difference maker. When you talk about the difference between these two quarterbacks is right. There's there's nothing Matthew Stafford can't do. There's no throw Matthew Stafford can't make mm-hmm. Jared Goff. On the other hand, little inconsistent when it came to that department. I I still am um going into this game slightly a little bit still concerned with Matthew Stafford's ability to make a bad throw. In a big moment, I mean, it's, a did, little, let's it's a be little, it's a little Jimmy G esque.
0: Let's be honest. If Tart from the um 49ers, the safety number three, just picks the ball off, like Ted said, we're probably talking about a Super Bowl that uh, we haven't seen in over 40 years in the 49ers Bengals. We're not talking about is Stafford the missing piece? We're just talking about, well, it's the same old Matthew Stafford and the same old Rams. Well, they couldn't get over them. He is, he, and he is prone to that because the first pick he threw it behind Cup. If he leads him,
2: Rams go up seven nothing. But because he throws it behind, the ball gets deflected. 49ers pick the ball, and you're thinking Ward's going to take it to the house. Mm-hmm. So, and they and 49ers are like, oh, all right, we, all right, here we go. Okay, because here's the thing: Stafford's going to make great plays, they also but just make like, an error throw. but just like majority of the quarterbacks in the in the history of football, they're prone to make that mistake. Eli was prone to it, even in his best games. He'd leave one or two that should have been picked. And they like Asante Samuel yeah, said, yeah, like, didn't get picked. And you and then you no know, one, but no one forgets about that. You just talk it as the back story. like Eli him, But man, if Sante Samuel just caught that, the Giants would have lost. Or if, yeah. you know, Target's the ball, the 49ers, you could think of games where guys did. Hey, we talk about it all the time in baseball. Guy makes an error. Remember the Cubs? Oh, yeah, guy the makes Cubs, a throwing right. error, doesn't make the play. Next thing you know,
0: it's base five, hit, five base five hit, run, nine, home run. They the they're
2: game. tied up, and then they win an extra. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, if that guy just made a nice throw to first base or had the double play. Innings over, they don't win, and we go to the World Series.
1: Yeah. Steve Bartman, that was the seventh inning of Game Six. Yeah, because yeah. now so Gonzalez plenty,
2: botched the right, ball. Plenty Gonzalez of time for yeah.
1: the Cubs yeah. to have to have made a comeback. So and he was the ball
2: yeah. up. He botched the ball, and then and no one talks about that either. But you know, like things happen for a reason. Can we talk
1: about and no one's really talked about this, and I and and maybe maybe it's fair we don't, but. Oh, Could the game end any more Jimmy G like? <laughs> Could that game have ended any more like, like you? Expect-
0: like that signaled off to his career. Like Jimmy, yeah. thank you for all the help, but your time has come.
1: Hey, let me just flip this ball off my receiver's hands into a into the ran, and then and then we'll call it a day. Well, it was such a Jimmy G ending, and I because I thought you know he played fairly well in that game. Yes. But I never got the feeling he was gonna win that game. Joke,
2: I I you know, just didn't. This, he his limitations proved it in the fourth quarter. Like we're talking about golf and Stafford, right? Golf Joe, a good quarterback. Listen, he's no more pick. There's no scrub. Scrub, okay. But there's quarterbacks that have, and we might get to it in the next segment or the segment after that. But some quarterbacks just have a gift, a little arm strength. Little size, little speed. They can do a little something extra. That's what Stafford brings. That Jared Goff can't. Jimmy G, though, if you think about the 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 thing that gets me is here. First down, 49ers. They get an eight-yard run at second and two. They run a fullback dive to Uchek. Yeah, yeah, they get yeah, stuffed yeah. on second and two. Now instead of running play action, knowing you could come back on third down and run, they don't trust. Jimmy G. They don't put the ball in his hand. Third down, what do they do? They ran the ball again, and they got stuffed again. And then you remember, they punted the ball instead of going for it for fourth and two on the Rams 45. That's showing that you don't have trust in your quarterback to make the play because if you think about it, here's the thing. You think McVay does that with Stafford? I mean, Joe, you talked about this last year. Andy Reid's trust in Chad Henney on fourth and two to be able to make that quick throw and say, I know the play I can throw to. For Kyle Shanahan to say, I don't have a play to get the ball to Debo Samuel on a screen or George Kittle, something that yep. could put the ball in the quarterback's hand to trust that he didn't have the trust in his quarterback at the end of the day. And that's the difference of why Jimmy G will not be their quarterback in the future, because you can't have a quarterback leading you to a Super Bowl that you don't trust that can get you two yards well, we when known. you need to on second or third down. I mean, this goes all the
0: way back to a couple of years ago when they played the Minnesota Vikings in the divisional round. He threw the ball eight times. I mean, that just shows that you just don't have – I mean, yeah, they were winning the game. They didn't really need to throw the ball. But, but this any, is fourth and 2 I, to get to I the Super that, Bowl. I know that, but anytime you're throwing the ball, you, you usually like to see your quarterback throw the ball more than double digits. You know, that's usually the but way it We're goes. talking two or three years later. I man. know, but still, they didn't have the trust back in the day. They still don't have it now. And now his tenure as a San Francisco 49er quarterback – We'll be coming to an end in Trey Lance's era. will hopefully officially begin. But to answer your question quickly until we get to the next point, having Stafford or Brady, having the talent that's around the team, having the coaching staff that are, that are around that team helps everything too. You just add a quarterback like that, it just takes you to a whole nother level. You go from Jameis to Brady. You go from Goff to Stafford. I know that's not a big – shouldn't be, it doesn't sound like a big difference. It obviously has been a difference right now because this team is electric, and this team has a great, great opportunity – to win a Super Bowl the first time in L.A. They won in St. Louis. Can they win one in L.A.? And they're going to be going against the Cinderella of the entire NFL season, ladies and gentlemen, a team that has had only six wins the past two seasons. Dak Taylor coming into the season was 6-25-1. and Looks like his job was coming to an end. But all in all, there was a savior that came to good old Ohio. And his name was Joey B. Joe Burrow, Joey, Joey, I don't know what you want to call him. Joey Fresh, Joey Swag. Joey Cool, this Joe cool, cool, baby. Joe Cool, he is at the ultimate. Just take the league by storm. And guess what? I'm going to do my talking, but I'm also going to do my walking. Like, guys, should we really be surprised by the play of Joe Burrow right now? Because he's, he, he did it in college. He did it with LSU when you think about where they were before Joe Burrow came to LSU. They were a team that was good, they were a good team. They could not never get over the hump because they never had the quarterback. They could never beat the Alabamas. They could never beat the top-tier teams in college football. Well, they did. They dominated. And, yeah, we remember what that season was like. Then we go to Cincinnati, a team that's been in the dumps for a while right now, for over 30-plus years. Haven't been able to win playoff games. Look at them now. They are 60 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl championship. The turnaround that Joe Burrow has made this franchise is quite possibly one of the most fascinating in all of sports history. In all of sports history. It's not just NFL history. It's all of sports history because this team was terrible. There's no way in the world, and if there is, I'd love to see it proof. but there's no way that many people had the Cincinnati Bengals going to Super Bowl 56. So let me ask you, Ted, should we be surprised with Joe Burrow's play?
2: Honestly, not. I mean, if you really want to – look at he's been the best quarterback in all the playoffs better than Stafford better than Mahomes better than Br- he's been the best quarterback throughout the whole playoffs consistency he's been great I, he, ha- he doesn't lose in the playoffs doesn't lo- doesn't, doesn't lo- lose he hasn't teams. lost in the college playoffs and just dominate hasn't lost in the NFL playoffs every game that they must win he seems to get better and better he's clutch and we talked about it last week and I was like ah, oh, the Chiefs will win just because I just think they have the better talent, and the defensive line will make the difference. Doesn't matter if he gets sacked seven, eight, nine, twelve, fifteen, hundred, fifty times this season. He just keeps coming at you, and keeps coming at you, and keeps coming at you. And and that's the scary part. You think about this team. They are two years removed from having the number one pick. All right. He leaves after, what, eight games last season with a ba- really bad knee injury. We, you. Well, I think it was multiple things. Remember the hit? It was. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. God. You're like, thinking, please, you for the Bengals, you're like thinking, oh, I hope this is not like career-ending. Hopefully he can – to be able to come back a year later after a significant injury and to do what he's doing to take the beating he is and to just keep coming at them speaks volume to the character and the person he has. The reason why the Bengals are in this game is because of him. I said to you this – we asked this question the other night to you and me and was not on the show. I said – do you think the Bengals regret not taking one of the offensive linemen, Sewell or Slater, because of all the that, and that you I, know the sacks? I, and, and then you said, well, here's the difference, Ted. They're still in the conference championship. This was before the Super Bowl. I mean, they're get me be- because, because the question to, was I'll before offense, should it be Jamar Chase who he really wanted, or should it have be been one of the offense line? Now, I think that, I think Jamar Chase has changed this team dramatically, but the reason why this game and this team is in the position is because of Joe Burrow. He inspires players. He has something that we started the show off. He has a little Tom Brady-esque in him. When I say that, I mean a leader of the pack. People respect him. They play hard for
0: him. And they believe a, in he's him. He's a silent assassin. He does his talk. He does his talk. Like he doesn't really talk, but he's just so calm. Talk. He talks. No, he comes out. It, he just does his talking on the yeah. He by wearing suits and stuff. That's like a Brady. No, one. Jeff, He talks on the field. He's got more moxie than
2: you don't. You see it on the thing they talk about. it. He comes at you. And here's the other thing. Remember when players used to, later on used to talk crap to Brady? That was a bad thing. Because then Brady would find you in the field and go at you and score. Remember the Pittsburgh game, the guy called him out
0: and he threw the post over his head and then ran 50 yards down the field in his face and said, do you like that? So, Joe, see it like you think about the Bengals last year and the position that they were. They had the five pick. They could have taken one of the offensive line. They could have taken the star-studded receiver, Chase, his buddy, his roommate in college, Jamar Chase. And I said, like Ted said, they're they're still in the Super Bowl. I mean, Penny Sewell and and Rashawn Slater will be perennial all pros, will be pro bowlers, left tackles, right tackles. They're going to dominate this game. But when you have a guy like Jamar Chase who's taking this offense to a whole nother level, yes, T. Higgins is great. Yes, Tyler Boyd is a very dependable receiver. Joe Mixon, one of the better backs in the game. But when you get a guy like Jamar Chase and the connection that these two have, and I did say at the beginning of the year, I think they have the best combo best duo in the NFL, and I said that the past two years, other than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'll take this duo, and they're doing it again. They're dominating the playoffs, and they make it look so damn easy, Joe.
1: Well, you could say the same thing. Look at Tua and Waddle. Yeah. Uh, when Tua came back from being hurt, boy, he really leaned into, into Waddle something I, I mean, I think there's again. how oh, yeah, number you. one guy, I and, and I think care. especially for these young guys to have somebody you're you know and you're comfortable with. with. Yeah, the oh familiar. man, forget about it. That's too easy. Now here's the other thing, and and I'll bring the Giants up for a minute. This upcoming draft is so deep and so heavy with offensive linemen that if you have the quarterback and the offense and the defense that you want. And clearly, if you're the Bengals, you do. This is a great draft for you to now be able to go in there and rebuild your offensive line, whereas if you had done that last year by picking Sewell, I don't know that you'd be where you are today if it wasn't for Jamar Chase and that connection. Because, again, I mean, outside of the numbers that obviously put up phenomenal numbers, T. Higgins became a better receiver because of him. It opened up better opportunities for Joe Mixon. So. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase's overall influence, and I think I think part of the swagger is that Burrow is more comfortable. It's that familiarity. It's I always know I got that guy when I need him, yep. and I think he that's made that. such a huge difference. But uh, again, for this team to be in a position where they're probably picking thirty for well, they're picking either thirty one or thirty two. I'm yep. going to guess thirty two. Uh, there'll still be some good offensive linemen in this draft, so you'll still be able to build this line out. Also, don't let it be lost to any Giants fan that BJ Hill had a pick in that game. I
0: know. I know. They traded him for Joe. Joe like we know
1: oh,
2: and Joe. And Eli Apple has turned out, as much as he's talking, a ass. lot of. He's a clown.
0: You know, Guess what? He doesn't do anything. I know. Listen, he's, he's, he's the man that's going to the Super Bowl. He's, he's going done. to the Super Bowl 100%. And he's
2: winning and he's playing good football. And, I can't wait for and, Cooper Cup to destroy him. He won't be matched up against them. it will be Hilton. Mm-hmm. But, it's listen, either way, the Super Bowl is going to be a great matchup. Think about this. I was thinking about this last night. I don't know if it's exactly 10 years. Probably a little, it might be 11. But Joe Burrow and Stafford, number one picks. Yeah. Both out of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Georgia and OSU oh, quarterbacks. Man, Andy,
0: the, uh, the day of the NFC Championship game or yesterday was the one-year anniversary the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford. So, think about how that year has changed for them. I mean, you, you just got to be so surprised of the Cincinnati Bengals team. Not surprised by Joe Burrow because, I mean, he's – He did it at LSU. He's doing it right now in Cincinnati. And this is an incredible run. And everybody wants to say, well, this Rams team is the better team because they're more talent. Sometimes talent doesn't always win. This team could be a team of destiny right now. And I will not be surprised because they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Tennessee Titans. And their offensive line has got awful. Don't be surprised if we're seeing come Sunday night on February 13th at about 10 o'clock, Joey Burrow well, is holding that Vince Lombardi Trophy. Well, Burrow beat Mahomes already twice. He's two and zero now against Mahomes, and don't both be, get, guys, don't And both surprised. games, he was down by fourteen plus points. We've you know. seen this before. Sometimes the better team, they don't always win. It's about the team of destiny, the team of heart, well, and this team is team right? Of
1: destiny right now, Joe. Don't right, don't confuse the better team on paper with the better team. The
0: Rams are a better team on paper, probably. absolutely, all
1: day and twice this uh, coming Sunday. But yeah. um, who's playing better? I
0: know.
1: I, I think it's hard that's to argue question. that there's a team playing better than the Bengals, or that there's a quarterback these in this two, league right these now these are, that's right hotter now. than Joe Burrow.
0: Joe, these are the two best teams that are playing right now. If I had to pick a team from the NFC, it'd be the Rams. If I had to pick a team from the AFC, it was probably the Bills at first, but the Cincinnati Bengals, the way they are winning, winning on the road, and the way they're just they're taking over games. They're dominant. It's not pretty, but they're taking over games. They they shut down an offense that we've come to accustomed as being wow, this offense is unstoppable in the Kansas City Chiefs. They shut them down in the first in the second half. There was nobody found they- for Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense. Were they like
1: six and two in week eight? Does that sound about right? The Bengals, yeah, the and, Walker, you know, they were the
2: number one seed, Joe. Yeah, they beat the right, Ravens. Okay, they all right, uh, they beat the Ravens
1: after they beat the Ravens, and and and, and Tred, you know, you and I then talked they got beat about the next it. Week. They got pounded the next week, and then yeah. I think they lost the week after that to the Jets. Yeah. It yeah, was a, 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 show, a rough yeah. patch because I remember we're talking about it at the time, and we were like, "Boy, this team." We buy into Listen, had it. Had a schedule. It's, they got that defense. Uh, you know, you look at the offense when these guys are on. Boy, it's hard to stop them. And and we started sort of floating that idea, and then they kind of fell off and they kind of middle of the packed yeah. it for a little bit there. And 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 you know, they've straightened out their issues, and here they are. I, I, I really I want the Bengals to win because. I, I was uh, I was a, a big Boomer Esiason fan as a kid, and uh, they also had uh, Icky Woods. For mm-hmm. anybody, maybe you, you know the Icky Shuffle. Uh, that was one of the great dances in in football history. I, I was like James Brooks. Uh, was Chris was a, Colin,
2: uh, Chris Collinsworth? Collinsworth
1: was there. Boy, I mean, you know, I I was always just something about the Bengals always sort of got my eye. My brother was a Niners fan. I watched the Bengals lose both of those Super Bowls, and, and my heart was secretly cheering for them. Um, now that they're here, I don't know. You know, I, I I, as of last year, didn't love Joe Burrow. I still wasn't really sure if I liked this guy. I don't think you lot. were high
0: on him until this year, until late into the year. You, were, you well, weren't really big on him.
1: As a matter of fact, it was when he beat the Ravens because I yes. said, I got to see this guy win big games, games that matter, division. He hadn't won a division game yet in his <laughs> he career.
2: He done that. And this is, this is the other yeah. part. <laughs> Joe, this is the thing when we got into it and I was yelling about Baker Mayfield at the beginning of the season. Remember I said, like, if he was not the first number one pick, the opinion on him would not be as dramatic as – it is yeah. so much but this is what i talk about when you get drafted as a quarterback especially in that first 10 picks later in the round maybe like rogers or certain I mean, other guy you sit, you sit you sit for a couple years maybe number, because you were the number they're, 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 one pick but you're the number one pick you're supposed to uplift your team and make them better even if the team's bad maybe i mean stafford did his best all right they they had some winning game ga- you know they not well is. one winning season couple but like they were competitive most of the time with him and he took a beating and when's the last time you thought about Detroit being good like really even in my history
0: i think good, that would be the biggest
2: how about, like how about competitive? that would be the one team where like i'd be sho- shocked if they ever make the super bowl like i just detroit is just a a sense of failure everything you think about detroit is a sense of failure and
0: it's, if it's, it's a it's it's unf- all the memes it's hilarious matthew stafford's going to be uh playing in the super bowl and Eminem's going to be performing closest in Detroit's the Super ever. Been closest to the Detroit Lions will be going to the Super Bowl. It, it sucks to say, but right now. But this a- is this is why it's important to get the
2: right quarterback. And because you think I was thinking about this as you guys were talking, I'm like, Rams went to trade up to get Golf. Eagles traded up to get Wentz. They're both nowhere to be found. You know, what I mean? I mean, they could be out of the league in two years as backups, or you know, like because the importance of getting the quarterback right. In the first round is so important. Make, or break to franchises. To listen, make a break to franchise, and absolutely listen. Sometimes you get lucky in the sixth round. Unless you gotta...
1: you're Arizona, then whatever.
2: <laughs> but it, is, I mean, Russell Wilson's and Joe and Joe, excuse me, and Tom Brady's don't come around that often. It's usually first round quarterbacks, all right. And that's why it's very important to play great and be great and be great early. Because look at Joe Burrow and look what he's done in a short time. He's got weapons. His offense line has been beat up. He's at what sack. I think it's 62 times now this season, right? The Bengals have never won anything, right? Your defense was middle of the pack, but they've been opportunistic when they've needed to be, but he's been the difference maker. And that's why it's important that your quarterback plays best. And Joe, you've said, it. I know I get on you, but. You got to win some of these big games. Like, you know, you're going against the Ravens, but you know what you do? You throw for 400 yards. You throw for five touchdowns. You're down against Mahomes at home in week 17, 14-plus points. You come back and you beat them. Then the AFC Championship game, you're down 14-plus points again, and you come back and you beat Mahomes again at his place. Now, I know that's a team effort, but – the quarterback is the reason why teams score points. You have to be able to put seven on the board instead of three. And Joe Burrow throws a great ball, and he's accurate, and he's he's just good. And it's going to be exciting to watch him go forward because I tell you, this Bengals team's not going nowhere. They're young, and Joe, you said something before. You were worried about the the draft with they have 55 million a cap. So go get draft someone, go pick up one. There's two more pieces. You already have Jonah Williams, and then the other guys build and you keep your pieces. And next, you know, you're like, hey, Bengals, you're a Super Bowl contender again next year if you don't win it.
1: Funny, we were talking just last week about the difference between the Bengals and the Chiefs, and right, the Chiefs are coming into that era where they're going to be getting, you know, $38 million cap hits on on Mahomes. Meanwhile, you're on joe burrow's rookie contract your offense is like absolutely where it needs to be you got 55 million in cap space like you you go out and sign two two offensive linemen and draft two offensive linemen and you'll have a drastically better offensive line next season after Mm -hmm. you just went to the super bowl uh and i'll just point out listen it's I think it's easy, again, to say the Rams are too good, the Rams defense this, the Rams offense that. This Bengals team, man, 2003 Marlins. Again, I don't think you have to be the best team. I think you have to be the team that's playing the best. And right now, I'm sorry to say, the Rams are not playing as well as the Bengals. Nobody is. The Rams clearly are playing second I think best. I, in think the NFL. Even, I
0: think both of them are evenly playing. Oh, well, right I now, mean, I listen. The Rams
2: went in and dominated the home game against Arizona. Arizona had no chance. Then they were crushing the Bucks at the Bucks, and if it wasn't for five fumbles, they should have blown the Bucks out. And if Acres doesn't fumble before the half, similar to the Chiefs game where they don't go for it, you kick a field goal, you get seven points. That game's over. So they, then they crush the Bucks. The 49ers game, it is what it is. No, that's not what it but, is. You I mean, found
0: they, a, no, you, that's why I give the Rams credit, because you found a way to win. You were down 17-7 to to a team that's been – At home. Taking, at home, to taking, but losing to a team that you've been getting dominated in the past couple seasons, and for you to come back and deliver, that that's a huge right, – Hey, huge. Chiefs that's have been dominating football the entire
1: league, though. I mean, it's like a – Again, you look at the familiarity of the of the Rams and the Niners, and it's like for crying out loud, how the hell can McVay not figure out how to beat this team? You're no. on your home, you're in your home. What more could you possibly want if you were the Rams? And then right at the end, you got gift wrapped uh, like a win twice, bigger. first by Tart and then by Jimmy G. Yep. The difference being, take a look at at Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati on the road again. No, you know, no. I mean, just. You you beat the two best teams on the road, and now you're going to a place that, let's be honest, we talked about it. They, they've they never been there as the L.A. Rams. There's not a rabid fan base. By the way, Sketchy Peasant was right last week. Uh, The Sea of Red was alive and well. Of so, again, you know, I think if you're the Bengals, this is probably not a place you're scared to go. I don't think you're intimidated to go be playing in L.A. Certainly that defense is great, but
0: we'll see what happens. Been a we lot of a lot. close
1: games that they've been playing, so it's I don't it's know. Only,
0: it's only – it's 12 days away. We'll be talking more and more about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, between the Rams and the Bengals, and one of the most unlikely matchups coming into this season that we're going to get to see for a 60-minute slugfest. I can't wait for it. But you were talking. we've been talking about quarterbacks. We've been talking about this and that today about the greatness of quarterbacks. And I think we have to talk about the new addition to the New York Giants family and their new head coach. And why do I want to bring this up is because the Giants have one of the biggest question marks in all of the NFL. This is probably their number one question for their team, but it's one of the big talking points of the entire NFL season. Anytime you can talk about a, a top 10 quarterback, drafted quarterback, I should say, like Daniel Jones and the year that he's coming into the struggles that he's been that has been going throughout his young, early career, the different offensive coordinators, the, the, the schemes, all the difference every year. That's going to be one of the big focal points and one of the talking points of this off season for the New York football giants. So let me ask you a simple question, boys, whoever wants to take it away. Will Daniel Jones work for new head coach of the New York giants, Brian Dable?
1: Yes. Look, th- this this kid's got the skills. He can run. He's fast. He's athletic. He can make great throws. We've seen him make great throws. So it, I think if they put him in the right situation, I think if there's an offensive line that's giving him support. I I think this could work out for the Giants. And again, for anybody who's not sure, I don't know that there's any choice here anyway. You're, you're going to run Daniel Jones out here in season four. And if they go four and 13 again, he's gone. Saquon's getting traded. Bradbury's getting tra- like, they'll just clean house and it'll really be a real, real rebuild. You, you would, you'd almost have to do that. But I think this is going to work out because again, people, I I keep hearing people mention Dave Brown. And if you weren't alive in 1994, shut your mouth. To, to even compare these two guys outside of the fact that they both went to Duke shows a complete ignorance. If, if you him. ever saw any highlight of Dave Brown, not anywhere near, he's more of a Mike Glennon than all, he is a, a Daniel Jones. So, so first of all, wasn't even drafted. Right off.
2: he came out of the supplemental draft by the well, D. that's side. still
1: a draft. That's uh, well, if you left as a junior, you had to go supplemental.
2: But I know that you had to give up things to get something. I don't know if it's different now than it was in 1994. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Does Daniel Jones have skills to be good? Yeah. Have they been shown at times? Yeah. Consistency, though. We started the show off with consistency about the greatest player of all time, about work ethic, about building, making your team better. And then we went to Joe Burrow, right, and belief and leading team as a young player. Well, he's not. he doesn't have the skill of either guy but he can win games in the football. I don't know how good his skill is, right? We know he's athletic enough to run 85 yards and fall on the grass when there's no one there. We know he can make key throws. But his, here's the biggest thing. This. This is the most important thing. Take the arms, take the legs, take all that nonsense out of the thing because everyone thinks, oh, if he runs the faster he's got – it doesn't matter. It's this. you be able to process information from here and take it to there. And when I say there, I mean the field is the biggest component, of and you can't measure that, all right? you, you Guys get away with things because there's skills. They can run out of things, but that's because they don't know what they're doing. Simple thing. Here's Mahomes. Mahomes said it last year even in the Super Bowl. I don't know where I'm going with the ball. I think still Mahomes doesn't know where he's going with the ball at times, but he gets away with the skills, guys, he has, and the talent, and the schematics that the offensive coach puts them. He goes, hey, listen, it's not there. Go here and here. Because you watch a lot of times backyard football. Doesn't know where he's going with the ball. Doesn't understand about the checkdowns. That's when he went through his bad time. Daniel Jones has to be a model of consistency, okay? That's the biggest thing for me. Now, let's bring back Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator. Let's keep that familiarity, all right? Let's figure out what we're going to do in the draft. What I do like is that the GM is young. Dable is young. They both have experience. They both – what did Dable say? He's been in football for like 30 years or something. It was like 20, 30 years, right? So he's been in the game. He's coached under Nick Saban. He has Belichick. He's been with great coaches before. He knows how to win. He's been part of a lot of – do you know like all his championship games have all come down to like the last possession or the end of the games between the Patriots and Saban and all? Always come down to the wire. So he knows what it's like to be. He knows what greatness looks like. He did it with Josh Allen. Stop comparing D.J. Josh Allen. They're not in the same ballpark. Sorry, they're not even close to each other. But can Daniel Jones be good enough to be a giant quarterback of the future? Yeah. We like to see what Dabo can build. But it's a work in progress. He's What I do like this, and I'll take it away from the DJ then, I watched a press conference yesterday. He wasn't Obama. He wasn't Joe Judge with his rah-rah and all these great speeches and we're going to be tough like New Yorkers. No. He just said it like it was. Hey, listen, it's going to be a work in progress. We understand. Giant fans have to be patient. Don't expect big things next year. That's what Giants fans have to be have a realistic understanding of what's going on. They have to scrap this whole thing and work. They understand that they hired an idiot GM who was selfish, egotistical, and old and out of the game. And he set the Giants back for years. All right. Awful. That's and Awful. and 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 part of that is the mayor's understanding that they tried to keep with the same thing over and over, Joe. But you said you said this before, and I forgot how you phrased it, but change is good. You can't always keep going down the same path because you're going to get the same consistent answer at the end of the day. Change is good. I like that they went. These guys, Shane and Dable, were connected to each other for the next five years. They have familiarity with each other in Buffalo. The offense is good. has talent. We need to get under the cap. We got to get healthy, and we got to be consistent, though. We have to be consistent. That's the biggest thing as a Giant fan, not just DJ, but this team. How can one week you look like you're playing the Chiefs really hard and you have an opportunity, and then two weeks later you're playing a team and you look like you don't even belong, like you've never practiced football in a day in your life? That is what consistency is. We don't need rah-rah speeches, one for the Gipper. Go just play football, be consistent, and play great when you need to, and that's it. And the wins will come. It takes time. It's not easy to win football games. But I think Dable has the skill, and I think if he can get whatever the best of D.J. is, then the Giants will win games. If D.J. can't take what the teacher is teaching him in the classroom and put it on the football field, he will be out of this, te- out, of this out of the league or be a, a, like a Mike Glenn, he'll be a road warrior in the league as a backup. And the Giants will, like you said, Joe, when you started off, the Giants will scrap the plan and go dr- after quarterback or trade for a quarterback, and they'll figure out what they have to do with the rest of the team. But he's got one year. I would not give him an extension. Give it a one-year deal. Prove it. If not, you get another one-year deal. And then we can franchise you or do it, but not giving him an extension. But Dable has a lot of work. Good luck. I hope for our sake as Giant fans, he does a good job. And I hope DJ works because I don't really have to want to scrap the whole plan. But if if that's what needs to be for the New York Giants, then so be it because all we want as New York Giants fans is some wins. I'm sick of watching uh, L's on the board every week because at the end of the day, I got sick of watching the Giants for the first time in my life this season. I got sick of watching. I had rather watch Red Zone than watch the New York football Giants, and that had never happened in my 34 years of life.
1: So, uh, bummer, I don't know if you – I'm sure you guys probably already heard this, but Ken Dorsey is not going to be leaving the Bills to join uh, Dable. He's decided to stay there. I just uh-huh. read a comment. I don't think it's true, but somebody said he was watching film of uh, DJ. and decided <laughs> Probably. Was,
2: Would you say he, he was, was going to stay put? <laughs> I mean, Joe, but it is – you think about that. That's a bit of a shocker. But here's the thing. I mean, he's not, um... Why, you, you like Dable, but here's the thing. Would you rather work with Josh Allen or rather work with Daniel Jones? You know what I mean? Like, you – as, you know, with some of these coaches and things, you got to think, yeah, I'll, do I – does Brian which – now if Brady was coming back? Do I really want to go to Jacksonville? I mean, if there wasn't Trevor Lawrence, but do I really want to go to this team where like I don't have a quarterback and I'm not I'm not sure if he's going to be there and what's the consistency of the team? Or would I rather go so listen, the finalists for?
0: um I still have Josh Allen. The finalists for the Giants offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton, Mike Kafka, and Chad O'Shea. Now that Dorsey is Mike going. Kafka, he. I wouldn't mind petting. I Pat think Melissa's not a bad offensive minded coach. He has got a great respect around the league. I think he can help it. And I did like how Dable mentioned uh my final point is we let him get the playbook and let him find stuff that he likes from his his college even his college days to his pro days that work for him. And he'll build around that. And I give him credit for that. I think that's how you have to. So we, also gotta, we also gotta take a consideration too. Yeah, and it's it's worth so it. That's what you gotta take like, in consideration. He's had, Two new head coaches, had a bunch of offensive coordinators. He's got a whole this, – this team can't stay consistent. They've been, the, the as you said, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. That's what the New York Giants have been doing, that they got to the point of insanity. They need to do something brand new and say, scrap it all, take the Band-Aid off. Let it bleed out, and we will start fresh and new. That's what the New York Giants are doing, and that's why I'm excited to see. Because you know what? They got people out of house, and that's my most, and that's the biggest thing for me. They didn't get a GM from inside; they got it from the outside, an unknown face to this franchise. That is young. He's a he's a very smart, well-rounded guy that Brandon Bean and Bill Parcells have talked extremely highly about. And now you got a coach that has been been around the game for a while. He has struggled at times as an offensive coordinator, but he's had his moments. Now it's now it's his time to be a head coach. The name that we've been hearing for years has officially become a head coach, and it was the new York football Giants. I'm hoping for not a quick rebuild because it's going to take time. This team is in a, a tough, tough predicament right now. And thank you, Dave Gettleman, forever for being the worst GM in New York history, sports history. Joe, do you have anything else that you want to say?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I was just gonna say, I, I'm a little bummed. I'm excited about about Dable and and Joe Shane, and and I like that we went outside, and I like that we brought in guys yeah. from a winning organization and a guy, a couple of guys who have um resumes that have again, you got Bill Parcells in the mix with with these two guys, uh, you know, um, uh. Again, I, I love that stuff. I, I'm bummed about Dorsey, I'll be honest, because in addition to the work that he's done with Josh Allen, people might forget, but Ken Dorsey, uh, the year Cam Newton won the MVP... Uh, he was Court. the quarterback coach there and did a really good job with that. And so, I'm a bit,
0: I'm, I'm a bit surprised that he's not um, he, that, yeah, was, uh, that was supposed to be the guy. I thought he was It was going to be a done deal handshake story, deal, but,
1: yeah, dude. Um, he went back basically went back on his word here, which is yeah, but you uh, know what, though, Joe? The mama. bills
0: probably said because there is no sour
2: cap, hey, we'll throw in some more money, you stay here. And he probably says, hey, listen, there's a familiarity like I used before, and you have Josh Allen, like,
1: yeah, they're not you know what, Teddy. Teddy, if you're trying to fast track yourself to become a head coach, you stay there. You're the you stay there. You you offensive coordinate hey, do you this year. Impressive? No, if, if no, no, no.
2: You take the no, ball. no,
0: because if hey, well, hold on, it, if, it, it would be more, more impressive. Giants, like a it would be more impressive,
1: here. bro. The Dave the, the, won't get the, the, credit. the the. I'm telling you, oh, to I me, know. the odds are so good. got a sure here, thing here's going, here's going with, with Josh Allen.
2: Joe, quick question, because I'm going. I'm trying to be the devil's advocate. Who gets the credit when Mahomes is great? Andy Reid, not the enemy. Right. So what I'm saying is if the Giants do well, they're going to say the difference why Daniel Jones is because Dable's head coach and, and, and influence on the offensive game scheme, not the OC, kept Dorsey. But if Dable leaves and Dorsey's able to take Allen and keep him at that level or even maybe make him better, if that's even possible, it's like, all right, well, next year, or t- maybe not
0: next year, but in two years, you become the Kellen Moore. Then you're like, say, oh, you're the next hot, you're the hot he guy. Be, I think you'll be a head coach by next year. He well, play, he's he been plays, in the league. He he plays his cards right. Yeah, two years, give or take, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, dude, I I just think, do you have Josh Allen have another MVP type season? You know, maybe the Bills win a couple more games than they did last year with Dable, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Ken Dorsey is definitely a head coach. Somewhere, somewhere terrible, uh, but somewhere nonetheless. Can't wait. Well, it
2: could be the Dallas Cowboys. No, Sean could Payne. be, yeah, could be because Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton's not Sean going Payne. to Dallas. Sean it, once he sits in that booth and it's nice and warm and there's uh, less stress, and he has Monday through Friday off, and he just flies out on Saturday to do the game on Sunday and then gets paid a lot of money because the TV markets are going to pay them a ton of money because Troy Aikman's supposed to be leaving Fox to go to Amazon. Supposedly, that's
0: what I heard. Must be nice. Big, big what,
2: money. Delivering
1: packages? What are you doing no, at Amazon? Bro.
2: Amazon does the football games, bro. Like, Amazon, Amazon, Prime. Amazon Prime does the football games. I When? They been, do the Thursday Night Football games. games. Been for a yeah. couple of years. So they Great. want him to be the big name. They want him to On be the big name. Thursday
1: game. Night Football? Congratulations, Troy Aikman. That's uh, that's like being the best quarterback in the preseason.
2: Well, I know we, well <laughs> it, Joe, it might be a thing where he's trying to push Fox for a raise. Because I know there is. I read some. He is a little jealous about Tony Romo's. Money because you know Romo's got the big deal. Romo's good, Troy's good though. We hate Troy, Troy because he's a Dallas Cowboy Troy, and he, he always hates us. But if you watch Troy, they were talking about the other day. If you watch Troy's, if you thought that that guy who played for the Dallas Cowboys he retired was going to be the, one of the lead guys of all commentators in on professional football, he's the him, him and Joe Buck, as much as we can't stand them, are very good. No, they're they good. just they have a what's the word bias toward the New York football giants. It's okay. They're biased. Ours. It's okay. Joe
0: Buck hates the Yankees, too. It's okay. But, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, we will be back at the end of the week. We will start previewing Super Bowl 56 as well as I cannot wait. Like I said, Super Bowl 56 is official. The Cincinnati Bengals take on the Los Angeles Rams. We'll start talking some basketball. Baseball is still just MIA. Like, just nothing going on. There's some things coming. We can all know. I've, 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 I've
2: been reading the tea leaves, Joe. Because I was reading some stuff about the Yankees, what this stuff we'll and Listen, because in two or three weeks, that's when pitchers and catchers are supposed to. Be. And that's when things start kicking in. You're like,
0: oh, we start losing money much more. All right. Well, now we really got to get back to business. We'll see what happens. Should be a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe. You could check out clovercrestmedia.com, the host of many podcasts and many more, and the president of Clovercrestmedia.com, the Joseph McGuire and Ted Keys, who is the co-host of Keys to the City. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yep. Trying to out. get it. Oh, froze. It's froze. <laughs> yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in right. the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcast cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.